0: I feel like this is like Sunday part two. Wow. Look at everybody here for daily mass. This is awesome. So good to see all of you here today. Um, And uh, today's a very special week uh, because at the end of this week, we have two back to back celebrations. We have Friday is the feast of the sacred heart of Jesus. And then Saturday is the counterpart. We have the feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, so, uh, perhaps throughout this week, uh, we could take some time just like, to prepare for what's coming uh, this weekend. And so, I kind of want to tie in the readings today with just kind of like preparing for the Sacred Heart. Um, when you look at the Sacred Heart of Jesus, you look at the image of it. We notice that with the Sacred Heart, it's surrounded by the crown of thorns. All right? And we look at the Immaculate Heart of Mary in that image, and her heart's pierced with a sword. All right. So when we look at both of these hearts, and something for us to reflect with throughout the week, that the message of both of these hearts revolves around suffering. And especially because they're hearts, when we think of hearts, what do we think of predominantly? Love. So if anything, this week what we focus on, and as we get to the, um, the, um, the climax of celebrating this weekend, the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart, we kind of ponder this week, what does it mean to suffer with love? What does that look like? Um, I mean, it it really, it looks like this. You know, it looks like the crucifixion that's behind me on the altar. um, Suffering with love. Uh, And we hear that in the readings today, you know. Uh, Sometimes this is a hard reading to grapple with, you know. uh, You hear an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. This is the concept of retribution, all right. Um, And this goes back to an ancient moral code that was, even before the time of Jesus was centuries years old, was called the Code of Hammurabi. Uh, We learned about this, like, in sixth grade. I mean, I I still remember it. And it was this concept. And I remembered the Code of Hammurabi because of this particular reading, because the whole idea was an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You know, I think we're all familiar with that particular phrase, and and that's basically what Hammurabi said. It was like, okay, if you you pluck out your neighbor's eye, then as a punishment you get your eye plucked out. It was a justice system. It was a sense that what you did to somebody else, you deserve to have happen to you. In fact, that's what I've been telling people as a definition of justice is giving to someone what is their due. So if you cut off somebody's hand, then your due is to also have your hand cut off. In a way, it kind of limits the punishment, uh, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it, the, the crime fits the punishment as well. You might be sitting here thinking, well, wow, uh, do you really believe that, Father? <laughs> No, I don't. Retribution's, and obviously Jesus doesn't either. That's why he says what he says today in the gospel. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a two for a two. You have heard that it was said, you know, that the punishment should fit the crime. But what I say is this, offer no resistance to one who is evil. (laughs) What? Are you kidding? You know, and, and, and uh, you know, I've been talking with, with some of the priests and, and some buddies of mine, and we've been saying we hate this phrase that we've been hearing so much, these difficult times. It's like, just say it. Say what's going on. You know, pandemic, riots, racism, name it. Like, and here we get this reading today, offer no resistance to one who is evil. It's challenging, isn't it? When you sit there and think about it, It's challenging. Now, what does that mean? Is Jesus saying, just let it come? Not really in the way. The way I like to look at it is this, and this is a theme I love preaching on, is complacency. Is when something happens, we acknowledge the fact that, yes, it is happening. There there has to be some kind of acceptance of the fact that, yes, this evil is happening. Yes, this pandemic is happening. Yes, these riots are happening. Yes, there is still racism in the United States. Does that mean we have to be okay with it? Do we just have to take it as it comes? And that's where we kind of get the answer no. When Jesus is saying eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, he's, he's trying to get us out of that ideal so we can look at these things, look at these evils. And in a sense, we're able to offer them up with love. We're not okay with the fact that there's evil. Because what we, well, we do all the time, we pray for an to evil We pray for protection against evil. You think of the Our Father. Lead us not into temptation. Right? Obviously, we can't be complacent with sin. We can't be complacent with evil. But when it comes, what are we going to do? And I think that's what kind of happens in this first reading is we have the prophet Naboth who, I'm sorry, he's not a prophet. Um, Naboth owns this vineyard and then, you know, uh, Ahaz wants it and Ahaz is, he's, he's puny in my opinion. He's weak. And obviously, his wife thinks the same thing. What kind of ruler are you that you can't go and take what you want? You're the king. Like you have every power in the world, and you're going to let this little you're going to let this um, this little pawn in your kingdom say no? You can't have my vineyard. And so she says, "I'll take care of it." She goes off, hasn't killed. That's what happens sometimes. Like, sometimes when, when we, we get complacent with evil, we kind of have this, this sense of, you know, uh, the, the Cajun phrase I like to say is puyayai, Poo or poor me, you know, puyayai, Poo poor me. It's like, you know, I deserve this, I'm suffering, I deserve this, I deserve that. No, <laughs> it's not like that. That's why Jesus says, somebody asks you to go for one mile, go for two. Always go the extra measure. They ask you for your cloak, give them your tunic as well. It's all about when we're suffering... Can we love in suffering? Can we love others, even if they're doing evil to us? Can we still love them in suffering? That's what this reading is about. Because the only way that we can stop a culture of retribution, an eye for an eye, two for a two, the only way we can stop that is with love, is to say that you're gonna do evil to me, but I refuse to do evil to you. Instead, I'm gonna use the phrase, kill you with kindness, I'm going to love you instead. And that's what changes hearts. Because what happens is this, this concept of retribution, all it does is propagates hardness of heart. That's why as a church, we, we're also opposed to the death penalty. Because what does it do? It, it in many ways also, there's, I think that the statistic is like one out of every nine death row inmates is actually innocent. And when we look at technology today, how we have ways of proving innocence like we never had before. On um, America's Got No, not America's Got Talent. Yeah, it was. On America's Got Talent, they had Archie Williams, a man from Baton Rouge who was in prison for 35 years for a crime he didn't commit. And with all the technology they had nowadays, they were able to go back, prove his innocence. And this man is walking. And you know what he said? He said the entire time I was there, I wasn't bitter. I wasn't angry. He said it sucked. It was the worst thing in the world. But you know what? He offered that up. He loved in that suffering. And then he went on America's Got Talent, and America fell in love with him. Because love changes hearts. That's what this is all about today. It's not about, you know, giving someone what's their due. In a way, that's why, in a sense, mercy, it's not opposed to justice, but in a way, it's an opposite of justice. If justice is giving to someone what is their due, mercy is giving to someone what is not their due. We really didn't deserve mercy for our sinfulness. Our, our, our parents, our Adam and Eve, didn't deserve mercy for what they did. But that's why, for reasons we cannot comprehend, God says, I will love them through the suffering anyway. They've wounded my heart. We think of the sacred heart and the immaculate heart. And even in, in his sacred heart, he says, they've wounded me. They put a crown of thorns on my head. But I will love them anyway. And what does that do for us? It gives us life gives us eternal life, that we celebrated for Corpus Christi Sunday this weekend. It's not an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It's can we love through suffering? Or are we going to be self-righteous, are we going to be selfish? Are you willing to go that extra mile for someone who does evil to you?